This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. If you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash reposted. Thank you for stopping by. I feel like we talked about this roughly six months or so ago. I was saying my experience of that I needed something from a certain store. I ended up going to three stores and got treated horribly. There was no products. And I was like, man, shopping sucks. So then I read this article in The Atlantic, pandemic shoppers are nightmare. Here's the quote, being coerced by a salesperson, forgotten by a bartender or brushed off by a flight attendant isn't just an annoyance. For many people, it is an existential threat to their self-understanding. How many kinds of status do most of us actually have? Which implies that we all feel like we're owed good customer service. This article talks about the amount of recent unruly passengers on flights, videos of irate anti-maskers screaming and throwing things and assaulting employees at big box and grocery stores. So we kind of all know there's a lack of workers in the workforce. Employers are trying to cut down on their workforce by doing things like you know, the QR codes and menus at restaurants. I was getting ice cream this summer, took forever. You had some issues with flights. You want to try to get a rental car, forget about it. So do you just think this is our new reality of like how we are just going to get treated as customers? I mean, I think it's a combination of the pandemic and then also we've been in a race to the bottom for a while. It's like, how, how little can we pay people to do a job so we can maximize our profits? I mean, there's an option still today to be able to not deal with these, these things. You just have to pay for it. Like if you want to go to, I don't, they got bought by a private equity company, but like Brooks Brothers, like if you want to buy a shirt, you're going to pay more because you're going to pay for uh, commission or you go to like Nordstrom's, you, you work with someone and they're going to help you versus going to Walmart. They're basically paid to pick up stuff that's on the, on the ground or with the airplane option, you could fly first class. You don't hear very many stories of a person being duct taped to their first class seat. It's just the contract that we've entered into is like, all right, I'm going to pay $8 for a t-shirt, but I'm going to go to Walmart and I'm going to have to find it in a rack of trash versus paying someone more. You're not going to get $8 t-shirt and get uh, white glove service. So, I mean, I think it's a, something we subconsciously entered into as a, a society. I mean, do you think we've all now understand this? Like wages are getting lower. Walmart wants to pay as lows. And then the jobs are getting more stressful because there are less workers. So do we, are we as a society, America, are we understanding this now or are we going to just keep pushing back and become more unruly? I think maybe the next generation will be more okay with it. But I mean, air travel, I talked about it recently. It used to be you would get dressed up and also it was cost prohibitive. But now Southwest is charging $49 to fly somewhere. So like you're at your home and you're like, oof, I'm going to buy a ticket for $80 round trip or whatever. And then when you get there and you want the service as if you'd paid $1,000 for your ticket, you just can't have it both ways. And I think there's been this shift that's been, we're like the frog in the water that things have slowly gotten warmer and warmer. And like, you don't see it change overnight, but like, 
Frontier Airlines, it charges you to carry a bag on, like if it, if to put in the overhead. It's, um, I mean, maybe the newer generation is going to be more aware of it, but this has changed more uh, slowly for us. Another option too is, you know, after I went to like three different stores to get the part that I wanted, wasn't treated very good. I just went home to Amazon, found it, and they sent it to my door. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. is that where we're headed to? Like, there are just no more stores and the UPS guy delivers it to you? Yeah, I mean, maybe that's the the direction we're headed in. The brick and mortar is no longer gonna be there. I went to I was buying shoes recently. I went to DSW, which is a national chain, which is decent, but they don't have people. They don't have shoe salesmen trying to help you out like the aforementioned Nordstrom might. They didn't have my size, and I was like, well, that's a bummer. So I look it up online, and uh, buy it was Nikes. Buying them directly from Nike was forty percent cheaper to have them delivered two days later than it was to even buy them in the store. So I got the size I wanted. It's just, you have to wait two days. So there's a, there's a, a formula that brick and mortar stores need to be able to figure out to compete with Amazon. I personally, if it's something that I can wait for a day, I'll check before I buy something in a store. And I'm like, well, I'll buy it cheap. If it's cheaper, I'll get it the next day. Do you buy this idea that richer people have just, they've, fled to the Hamptons and can outsource everything and really don't have to deal with stores and they can go on first-class flights. But this middle-class idea where we all thought like, well, you know, if we go to a restaurant, we should be served well. Do you think we're kind of to blame because we felt like we've deserved this is the last sort of thing that we kind of deserve is good service? I mean, yes. I think in general, the middle-class probably has that feeling. My general consensus going into something is I'm not going to get good service. So that's fine. Um, I went somewhere recently, we ordered food online and there was a pickup window and I tried not to be aggressive. Someone like got their food and walked away and I stayed like six or seven feet back waiting to be acknowledged to move up because they were doing stuff. And this girl put on a masterclass of not making eye contact after a while, Nicole was like, you just need to go up there and, and tell them. And, uh, I don't I, that doesn't really have anything to do with whether people are treating us well or not, but um, you just don't be surprised. I, I guess this is kind of jaded, but my expectations are lowered unless you're you're going to a high end place. I will readily admit that we went to our typical Tahoe ice cream store this year expecting the typical experience and it wasn't it took forever and it pissed me off and it was not until I read this article two hours ago that I was like, oh, no, no, it's all different now. Everything is different now. They don't have workers. They're doing more. And we should truly lower our expectation. The other thing for me that's interesting is like whenever I go to a restaurant or Lowe's or wherever it is, and there's some old guy doing the service, I'm like, is this like, how did this old guy get here? This clearly isn't where he wanted to be in life. I mean, I look at my waiter or whatever, and I'm like, wow, like, this couldn't be where they wanted it to end up. Yeah, I mean, probably not. I'm. What made you mad about the ice cream? That it took too long? Took forever. I mean, it's a long line to begin with because it's kind of a popular thing to do. But it just took forever. I'm on vacation. Shouldn't bother me. Whatever, whatever. But it just didn't. I'm, I'm sort of blaming myself that I just didn't put it together. Oh, this is the new reality. And it is. It, it's just that's the way it is. Yeah. And there's also 
I don't know the statistic, but I read something recently that like everyone's hiring right now, like because all these people had to let people go. And so now there's this uptick of hiring people. People aren't necessarily as qualified. It's not a job that you keep for a long time. So these service worker jobs are more of like people learning as they go and probably don't care if they get fired or not. I don't I'm not an economist, but I'm assuming people need jobs after the pandemic, it, it seems like we could fill some of these jobs. But part of me is saying like, hey, these people don't want to go back to work because they're going to get treated badly and not make a lot of money. And they're going to hold out as long as possible to get government ex- help. But that can't last forever. Yeah. Something that I don't think is really talked about much is you hear about the teachers union being like, we're not going back in the classroom because it's not safe. Uh, corporate jobs saying we're not going to have people in person because it's not safe. But this ice cream shop is like, all right, we're going to pay you minimum wage and you're going to be exposed to constant influx of people breathing on you. Grocery store workers never stopped. That's not really ever addressed. Um, I mean, yes, I want for humanity people to be treated better, but do I want to pay $9 for a gallon of milk? And I mean, that's not the exact trade-off, but you're going to, like I said, it all comes down to money. You're going to pay for whatever service you want we're going to possibly get someone should write an article about this that's what i think should happen someone should write if you want to submit your article to the atlantic reach out to them you can find them at (laughs) www.theatlantic.com i'm andrew for ice cream larry thanks for stopping by